As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see. Cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love many things, including the sirens that are blaring past my home. This, though, is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from the midst of this weird, weird time with another Homes Alone edition. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. This is this month's bonus episode. It's March 25th, 2021, and my very special guests are Todd Robert Anderson, Kevin Lewis, and Clark Wolf. Hey, you all, all y'all. Hey Doug. Hey Doug. Hey, hey Doug. let's uh, let's meet them individually. Starting with first time guest, director of Willie's Wonderland, starring Nick Cage. It's Kevin Lewis. Hello, Kevin. Hello. So happy to be here, Doug. I am so happy that you're here for more than one reason. Because I was excited to have you on the show. Because, you know, somebody that's directed a Nicolas Cage movie, I mean, uh, that's a pretty uh, amazing thing right there. And so you were going to come on the show and uh, tell everybody what happened. Absolutely. Um, basically, uh, you know, Nick was an amazing, you know, performer, as we all know. And he's an amazing partner to make a movie with. Um, and just an amazing human being. I mean, he's just a good soul. Um, and, uh, we had a blast making this film. We didn't have one creative disagreement on it. Um, and it was just a thrill ride from beginning to end working with Nick Cage. That's so awesome. Um, but what I meant with my question was you were going to do the show a few weeks ago, but something happened. Oh, that! Can you can you speak yeah. on that for a second? Oh, that, that's, that's I just didn't know if you wanted. I don't know where you're at. With oh, that's the elephant in the room. Uh, no, um, yeah. So um, what happened was I got diagnosed with uh, uh, COVID pneumonia, and um, I was in the uh, hospital for two weeks. And uh, 
almost wouldn't be here, Doug, talking to you guys. Um, it was pretty hairy. And, uh, you know, I, I pulled out, I, I, I worked hard and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm here. Uh, thank God. So it was tough. I wrote an article, it, it appeared on IndieWire and it kind of explains kind of what I went through. And, um, it was a crazy time, you know, um, I got out right before my son turned 16 and then the next day Willie's uh, came out on February 12th. So, so lucky to be here with you guys. Yeah. I, it's, that's a, it's an incredible story. It's a, you know, of course, terrible that that happened, but also it, that you got through it. It's, uh, it's so great. And uh, so that's why I'm, I'm doubly excited uh, when I, you know, when I got the request for your, uh, your publicist that you, you still wanted to come on the show. Uh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, uh, um, and, um, you know, hopefully me and my guests won't, uh, won't give you COVID again. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're keeping it pretty safe though. I'll, I'll yeah, I think, in our, I, in think our own so. I think, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll make it. Um, join, also joining us today uh, is zooming in from the East Coast. It's Roy, friend of the show, Clark Wolf. Hey, everyone. So happy to be here. And COVID free? <laughs> COVID free, as far <laughs> as I know. Yes. But uh, Kevin, I'm so glad to hear that you're feeling better. That's such a, that's great. And it's lovely to meet you and, and congratulations on the movie. Oh, thank you, Clark, so much. Thank you. That's probably much. the best excuse anybody's ever given me to not come on my podcast, especially since I'm doing, doing that. Uh, that, that one is going to be, cause I, you know, I found out later, I, you know, I didn't know why you weren't doing my show. I just knew that you had something came up and I didn't even dawn on me. It would be that. So then when I found out, you know, later that that's why you canceled, I was like, well, finally somebody with a good excuse. <laughs> um, but a man with no excuses, for anything, because he doesn't need them, is another friend of the show and a huge friend of Willie's Wonderland. That is Todd Robert Anderson. Hey, Doug. Hi, Todd. Uh, it's good to be back. I, 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 I've never been asked to be on a show because I loved a movie, you know, like this. And uh, so I'm excited. It's yeah, exciting it's to be on a show with Kevin. As soon as you were telling me on one of my numerous other podcasts how much you love Willie's Wonderland, I was just like, okay, well, he's coming on the show. You, you'll come on too, and you can, uh, you know, just tell him directly how awesome you think that movie is. I, 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 Kevin, I love this movie. I loved it so much. I mean, of course, I was, I watched it the first weekend it was available to me on, on VOD. Uh, you know, uh, plop the 20 bucks down because how could I not, when I heard about this, I was waiting for it. And then it, it, it really delivered. I was, uh, I was oh, blown away man, by how much fun it was. Yeah. That's awesome, man. You, you, you made my, made my day and week and month. I mean, I, I'm, thank you. I'm really happy you enjoyed it. Yeah. I loved it. I I'm a big fan of this, of this Nick Cage, uh, renaissance of late, you know, uh, the cage sons the cage. Yeah. The cage sons Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. The, it's like mom and dad and Mandy, 
mm-hmm. and Color Out of Space, I, I was mm-hmm. thinking of those as the the trilogy of the Cage of Sants. And then I hear about this and I'm like, what more? And uh, <laughs> oh, wow, it's a great addendum. It's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. I, I just like, I could, I, this could become this hour of me asking questions. And I know Doug doesn't want that, but the, the choices that you guys made, I mean, Nick Cage's performance alone in this is, is just one of the best ones I've seen him do for the, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can spoil the, the, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but the thing about it, mm-hmm. can I, Kevin? I think that uh, that's, I think people know since, especially since it's called Willie's Wonderland. And like, if you see any quick snippets from it, they go, they pretty much go right to the, the fact that it's uh, animatronics, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and also that that Nick Cage doesn't have any dialogue in the entire film. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it, it's, it's as, I think what I love about Cage performance is what a lot of people love is that he is unafraid to go there to be completely bananas. I mean, yep. and those are the things we love in his performance. So like for him to deliver a performance without words, that is the kind of banana stuff that we love from cage to that yeah. was one of the things I loved about it. I was like, uh, I was like a, a 14 year old boy just on the edge of my couch going, Oh my God, he, he's not talking. <laughs> well, I was so excited for it to come out because, you know, everybody, you know, they do the memes about Nick, you know, going the wild monologues and everything. And, and I was like, man, people are not going to know what hit him with this because there's not many actors that can do what he what he can do and pull it off, you know. And I I agree, he he was phenomenal in it, you know. And he was channeling uh, Charles Bronson for Once Upon a Time in the West. That was uh-huh. kind of his thing. And uh, <laughs> I was kind of going through it, you know. Like I love Drive, you know, and uh, Bahala Rising with Mads Mikkelsen. And um, I was just thinking though, like, what what movies has the lead actor done that you know and not many you know even those movies they speak you know and so that's the thing even at the end when he comes out of the of the of the kitchen to confront willie i do kind of a dolly push in on him and that was kind of my thing to say okay guys here it is here's that line that you guys want here's that one thing he's gonna say and he doesn't (laughs) say it you know that was you know and um and and it's funny because you know you build that up too of of uh, having to be something iconic that he has to say, right? Because if he doesn't say anything to the movie and then he says something, it's like that means to stick. And uh, we just felt like, you know, Nick Nick's whole whole opinion was the janitor doesn't speak unless he needs to and he doesn't need to because he, he looked at these animatronics as trash. They're trash to him. He doesn't respect them. So that was kind of <laughs> what he was going for. And I think it's great and it works. Um, Kevin, can I, I would love to follow up because I, I <laughs> am also a big Nick Cage fan. I, I'm mm-hmm. not, not even recently, meaning like I've, I've been a fan for a very long time. Yeah. And I've read a lot of, you know, interviews and heard a lot of creatives who've worked with him say that, you know, sometimes he'll just show up on set and he has a very distinct idea of what this character is and, that's mm-hmm. how he's going to do it. Which, yeah. And I also obviously noticed he's a producer on this film. Did you all, you know, in terms of the janitor and the characterization, did you all collaborate on that? Or was that more like Nick has an idea, this is how, it, like, and he showed up kind of fully formed on the day? You know, Clark, it, it was amazing because we just got along so well and we saw the movie the same way. And 
you know, I, I was always thinking about like with the ringer t-shirt, that was kind of my shout out to the old star Wars 70s shirts, right? In the seventies I wore and a lot of people wore and I'm a fanboy by nature, you know, pop culture and everything. And I know he was as well. He would always show up with his Godzilla shirts or his Bruce Lee shirts, you know, and I just, we just really were on the same wavelength, you know, and um, you know, that pinball scene, that was all Nick, you know, he, he, he came in, he, so to your point, yes, he, he had those ideas. He was channeling Prince, who was one of my favorite musicians, you know, I've seen him like four times in concert. And, and so he was doing that stuff. Um, but we would talk, we would talk every night after the movie, you know, we would email or text or talk and just kind of say what we were going for, you know, and, um, you know, we just kind of hit it. There was, like I said, we didn't have one creative disagreement on this movie. We saw it eye to eye. And um, I just can't tell you, he spoiled me, you know? I just can't tell you what a what a dream it was to work with him on this movie, you know? Love and that. it's really, uh, the, the other thing, you know, because Nick Cage can always deliver comedy uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I this movie is really funny. That's another thing about it. It's <laughs> like a, you know, a, a, a really well-realized horror comedy because it's got your gore and your action and your, and your scares, but damn, when it's funny, it's funny. And, and just the madness of it, the insanity of it, and that you guys didn't, you know, he, he was taking breaks, you know, the janitor takes these breaks at the most inopportune moments because, you know, he's on the job and it's just a job sort of thing. And I like that run through the whole movie was just, I thought it was so funny. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, you know, to me, the movie's very self-aware, you know, it, it knows kind of what it is, and we're just having fun, and the idea of the 80s tropes, you know, it was really kind of a love letter to the 80s for me, you know, uh, not trying to rip off the 80s, but just as much as like, you know, they, 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 you know, they split up, and then the kids go in the super happy fun room, you know, and, you know, and he was like, okay, you know what's going to happen, you know, that modern horror movies aren't going to do that, you know, so the same thing with the breaks and everything. It was just, it was, it was self-aware, you know, but I had, I had the actors play it real. I didn't want them to wink at the camera. You know, we could have done it a different way, more of like a Bruce Campbell vibe, which again, evil dead's one of evil dead, evil dead Two, one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, Sam Raimi is my favorite director. So I could have gone that way, but I thought, you know, if you play it, just you play it serious and let the comedy just come out because it's ridiculous, right? It's, you know, it's fighting a Nick Cage versus an animatronic weasel, you know, and on the set, when I would work on the shots, I did a 70 page shot list before arriving to set. Cause this was a movie that was going to be very precise. It wasn't a film that we were going to go run around and say, okay, what are we feeling like today? I knew it, it was like, I had fridge cam, you know, it's like, well, you had to saw the back of the fridge to put the camera in, you know? So there were things like, okay, we, we have to be all prepped and prepared. And so I got about, 85 to 90 percent of the shot list actually which was amazing when i wrapped and um and nick was just amazing there because he would go in and we would be setting up shots with the uh stand-in and holding the punch pop and nick would just come in and hold the punch pop you know and um he was always there you know he wasn't in his trailer he was right there you know he cared and um and so it was a very precise film and it it I knew that if we went too over, it was a tightrope movie. I call it a tightrope movie because the idea of it going overboard and I could have gone maybe more like Rob Zombie on it, but I'm like, okay, you go Rob Zombie. You have a real way of, of just really getting laughed out at the theater, you know? And I didn't want that. And it was funny because setting up the shots, we would set up, you know, Dutch 
Dutch tilt or something. It's like, well, is this too much? And my whole thing was it's Nick Cage versus an animatronic weasel. Nothing is off the table. <laughs> Nothing is too much. So I wanted to go further on some things, you know, but, but yeah, so that was kind of liberating and freeing, you know, creatively because it was such kind of a, just a gonzo idea, you know? And so we just went for it and the whole thing of it, you know, I, I always wanted to be colorful, dark because these places are colorful, right. But it is dark subject matter with the kids, you know, but I didn't want to get too crazy and dark on that, you know, and still make, you know, and not make light of the situation either. And again, his character and not having dialogue, that's really hard to do. And not a lot of actors could do it. And so visually I was like, how do we show that? How do we make it interesting? You know? And so I didn't have a lot of footage. I only did two or three takes and I told Nick, you know, I'm sorry, Nick, I, I had 20 days to shoot this movie. And I said, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to be able to do a bunch of takes. And, and he said, Kevin, I like to get it in one. And I was like, well, that's awesome. We'll have two. Let's just get two. <laughs> One for safety. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, that's got to be huge for an actor to be uh, for an entire movie, not not have to worry about the words that he's saying, you know, and just it's all about the emotions and the action. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that that would also help to not do so many takes. Because so, so much of the so many takes are just from, for getting the dialogue right or, uh, you know, uh -huh. have to uh -huh. do it again because of sound issue. Yeah. And <laughs> to Clark's point, too, um, he did have, I, I definitely came to the table with a ton of ideas. In fact, I'll never forget the first day I met him, he went to the zoo to study the animals. And he came back with a German shepherd and iguana. That was kind of his, he was channeling those as well. And so there's a scene, if you remember, in the hallway when he sees Tito and Siren Sarah and he, he looks like a German shepherd, man. He hunts them. He's just, just staring at him, you know, and then he, he walks towards them and pops them in, in the chops, you know, and uh, that was totally German shepherd. And there's actually a great outtake and maybe it'll be on the DVD. I don't know, but right before he's going to do a scene with Liv, when he pulls the knife from her, he says, get back to the German shepherd, get back to the iguana, get back to the German shepherd, get back to the iguana. It was great. It was total Nick Cage, man. You know, so to Clark's point, yes, he, he came in with a lot of ideas and, and was doing a lot of variety of, of things. Well, I'm glad that all, uh, you know, came together so nicely. I personally can't wait to see it. I have not watched it yet. I'm like, I watch movies like, a, like it's the stock market. I wait for the price to come down. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I, I, for you like Todd said, I think this one is uh, definitely worth uh, worth twenty bucks. And um, yeah. well, I paid the I paid the twenty bucks for VOD, and I already pre-ordered my Blu-ray copy. So I'm oh, God. I love you. That's oh I'm, I'm crazy wow. with the investments. Great. <laughs> You're not the worst, as people often say about you. <laughs> You're actually the best. Um, all right, let's go to our first commercial break. And then when we come back, I'm going to ask you all that uh, big question that I ask of all of my guests. And I'll say what that is. When we get back, we'll be right back. No flipping. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. 
VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, we're back and... We're here with three people who I am very interested to hear their recommendations. I'd like each of you to please recommend one film. Could be old, could be new, preferably something we haven't all seen, but even if it's something that's popular, if you're feeling it right now, uh, tell us about it. I'll start with Clark. Oh, man. I was hoping I would go last. Well, obviously, I've got to recommend uh, Willy's Wonderland. That is the movie that I've most recently watched. However, uh, in non-Willy's Wonderland uh, movies, um, so I think the last time I was here, and and actually, I was on with, with Todd and, um, and Claire, um, and I think I recommended The Lodge, which was my slow burn, dark kind of horror situation. But mm-hmm. um, I recently, I forget if I mentioned Gretel and Hansel, um, but if I didn't, then I really enjoyed Gretel and Hansel, Oz Perkins <laughs> uh, movie. It is like an hour and 25 minutes long. I love, a, I'm a huge horror fan. And so I love sometimes like, especially when you're getting into like experimental or quiet or slow burn or whatever. I love just in and out. It's so like, yes, there's space for the hereditaries of the world, but also sometimes you just get into the woods and have a story with witches in it. Lots of triangles. I loved that. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I totally dug Gretel and Hansel. And, you know, um, I, I appreciate Oz Perkins' vision, but um, I didn't love his other features. And this one, you know, I, I it's like, it's so right up my alley. It's, um, it's, it's fantasy fairy tale horror. It is uh, witches, which I love. I love a witch story. And, um, you know, it's not reinventing the wheel of, of Gretel and Hansel, but I, you know, if you know the story, then you know the story. But I would say it's... Um, I really liked the conversation that conversations that the female characters had throughout this journey. Um, so it's, if you're in the U S it's streaming free on Amazon prime and uh, yeah, Gretel and Hansel, give it a watch. I, I dug it. I, I like that too, Clark. It, it, it's a good movie. I, I was, that was one that I saw in the theater caught me oh, by wow. surprise. You know, it was, it was really fun. Yeah. It's good. I know that was a lot of people's last quarantine movie because it came out, or excuse me, pre-COVID movie mm-hmm. in the theater because it came out right around that time. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I think that just more people should give it a shot. And again, it's like an hour and 27 minutes. What do you got to lose? You know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> go for a little ride and there you have it. 
Yeah, it is super creepy too. That that witch is gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. designs. Yeah, love it. My final pre-COVID movie was uh, The Gentleman, which I did not dislike, but I still got up about halfway through and went, why am I watching a movie when they just said we shouldn't be outside anymore? And, uh, <laughs> and I went home and waited until, it, you know, until I could watch it another way at, at a later date. But, but I never walk out of movies, so that was, uh, that was pretty rare. Um, all right, so that brings us to Todd. Do you have something you can recommend, uh, or, or do you just want to glom onto this this uh, Gretel and Hansel way? Well, no, I don't want to glom. I don't want to steal <laughs> recommendation thunder. That wouldn't be fair. Uh, I I actually, you know, I'm Willy's Wonderland first of all, but uh, I recently saw another uh, horror movie that begins with a W uh, called Wrong Turn which oh, is wow. like a reboot of, of the wrong turn franchise. So I think, I believe it's the seventh wrong turn movie, which and I'm a fan of the franchise. I, I'm a fan of all horror franchises. I'm sort of a junkie with that stuff. Uh, so I mean, seven wrong turns though. Aren't you basically just going in a circle at this point? <laughs> seven wrong turns have to make the right. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Someone had to do it. <laughs> Uh, this one, the new one, it, it was kind of surprising because it wasn't, you know, the original is, a, you know, like deformed hillbillies, uh, you know, attacking teenagers who make a wrong turn sort of deal. Uh, and they and they sort of twisted the concept around and changed it. And, I, you know, I, I sat down to watch, you know, a straight to video horror movie. I wasn't expecting it much. And it was it, it had way more than I thought it was. It was one of those things where you, when it's done, I sort of looked at my wife and I was like, that was really good, wasn't it? <laughs> She was like, yeah, it was really good. So I, I recommend that one. All right. Wrong turn. Uh, what, what do you think the year is on that? It's like, it's pretty recent. Yeah, it just came out. Uh, it's this year, 2021. Okay. A couple, uh, like a month ago, I think it came out. Wrong turn 2021. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> Kevin Lewis, first time on the show. What have you got? Okay, so I've got two movies that come to mind, and <laughs> they inspired me a lot for Willie's. Um, one is uh, Let the Corpses Tan, a French film, and I think it was directed by a husband and wife, and it's a crime thriller, and it's just so inventive on, on the way they shot this movie, and uh, the, the angles and the editing and um, it kind of influenced me even for the opening of the driving sequence with Nick um, and so that movie really blew me away and then What's it called the again? Let the Corpses Tan and then the other film is another French film that I just love is Revenge yes and, streaming yeah. on Shutter. isn't that a great movie and it is it's beautiful, you know, and it's a, it's a simple story, but the way, again, the way it's executed, the way it's told and the performances are great. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's a, it's an amazing film. I, I really, I really like it. So those two really inspired me for Willie's, you know, um, again, just for like the cinematography and the pacing and the cutting, um, and there are two, you know, movies that I don't think a lot of people have heard of that they need to check out, you know? Yeah, it's definitely uh, not going to be on a lot of people's radars. Do you think Let the Corpses Tan is on, is it on Shutter or somewhere like that? I would hope so. Let me see. 
Um, I, I would think like, so. Gosh, I feel like I've seen it. I feel like I've seen it on one of the streaming services. I know that's not helpful, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think I have as well because I I do I am I do. It's on Sling, I guess. Sling. Oh, okay. All watch options. Oh, it's on Amazon Prime, YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV. Yeah, it's um, probably just in a bunch of spots and then yeah, yeah. It's really good, guys. I mean, it's like a, a kind of a kind of a modern day Sergio Leone, you know, kind of film, Sergio Leone film. It's very, it's so interesting, you know, and, uh, and the story's great. You know, it's a crime thriller, um, but uh, it's, it's captivating. I, I really, I really can't wait to see what you guys think, you know? All right, everybody, we got to see this movie now. Yeah, I'm building it up so much. All of these are new to me. I, I, I did not see Gretel and Hansel because I felt like I've seen that story a million times and, you know, the kids don't die in enough of them. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and Wrong Turn, I, I don't even think I've seen one of the first seven Wrong Turn films. So I won't be influenced. You by know, that. These uh, both Let the Corpses Tan and Revenge played at one of my favorite film festivals, Fantastic Fest, uh, which, Mm. Doug, I know you. That's why I recognize Let the Corpses Tan, because I probably saw it on the schedule and decided to see something else. Totally. And, you know, so I bring it up because Doug and I were texting earlier, Kevin, and I was like, damn, I wish I could have seen Willy's Wonderland and Fantastic Fest. Like, this feels like a Fantastic Fest movie, you know? So for any of the audience who's listening who knows what that means, you know what that means, you know? That's cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I designed it. You know, the idea was kind of a Midnight Madness, you know, film. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. Toronto Midnight Madness. That was kind of the the goal and uh you know i remember watching you know i grew up in denver colorado we drove you know an hour and a half to see evil dead evil dead 2 you know what i mean like that was kind of the vibe i wanted it's funny you know because there's a cult in you know cult movie they say it's a cult movie the cult movies are movies that aren't hits right and then as the years go by they they generate a following and i think now what we're talking about with streaming with all these films is everything's so available now right so it's kind of interesting, you know, changing the vernacular of cult movie because now everything comes out, you know, like you just said, you can find these movies before you really couldn't, you know, and so they kind of got this 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 cult like status. So it's interesting because Entertainment Weekly said the first cult movie of 2021, which I was so excited, mm-hmm. you know, when they when they said that about Willie's. But it's interesting how it, the cult movies change now, you know. Um, so I'm yeah, sorry. it's kind of I, just yapping. <laughs> I think it's shorthand now for you know, it's going to be a specialized, you know, like it's a this is this movie's for very specific people, but you know, yeah, of course, of course, lots of them. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that, that's how it gets there to that, to that uh, uh, cult level. Um, I will run all these three, uh, you know, past my girlfriend, see if she, you know, because that's the next step. I can't just watch things really, <laughs> really, really. <laughs> um, but uh, I also uh, post it all on Twitter on the Douglas Movies account and do a little poll and see what the uh, which ones the listeners uh, like the best. But it's not a competition. It's just getting uh, the word out. It's not a competition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, we don't normally have, you know, a, a filmmaker in his own movie, uh, you know, in, in these. Uh, and uh, Todd almost went with Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I already <laughs> spouted about it on on the other podcast. I, that's I don't true. That's true. Yourself too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're keeping it interesting. Um, all right, so I've prepared a game for us to play today that we've been playing. Uh, I think this is maybe the second or third time we play it, and uh, I, I love it, and I think you guys might like it too, and we'll do that right after our second and final break. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We are back. As you know, we are here with filmmaker Kevin Lewis actor Todd Robert Anderson and all around amazing person Clark Wolf what's the one what word would you put first on your uh, list of things that you do Clark would you say would you say actress is your number one thing yes because that is what I am actively pivoting and investing in current I usually say actress host and nerd because <laughs> that's sort of like the trifecta but yeah I'd say actress well this is like uh this is almost kind of like an audition because you're on the show with Todd Robert Anderson I hear he makes uh, interesting little films you know I have heard that I have heard that <laughs> all the gentlemen on this podcast make very interesting I mean you really want to get in on he'll he'll put, he'll cast you in one of his reels or, or a, uh, a TikTok hey um, I'm not mad at a TikTok also. I can get you on YouTube today wow today? Oh, today. And based in Atlanta, can work as a local hire. Okay, nice. YouTube. Uh, that's, that's where we shot Willie's. Hey, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's get the word out to all of my uh, filmmaker friends that Clark is in Atlanta, where Hollywood is moved to. Yes. And she's ready to work. Yes, sir. Thanks, Doug. Wow. 10% <laughs> is yours on my next booking. <laughs> I wish it was all that easy. Um, and sometimes it is. This game is called Parental Guidance. I'll probably come up with a better name for it eventually, but I love the premise because uh, the internet loves to tell you all the things that you should um, keep children from children from seeing. Um, things that might, you know, I guess some people might want to read these kind of parental guidance uh, reviews, you know, if they're uh, triggered by anything in particular. Um, but basically how this game works is I'll read the warnings from websites for one particular film. I'll read just, you know, one of the several things, you know, because any given movie, there's a lot of talk out there about, you know, the sex, the nudity, the language, and the violence. So the first clue is going to be 
top. And they're going to get a little easier. And then I'm hoping by the fourth clue, everyone will know what movie we're talking about. I'll start with, I know Clark always has to go last because of the, her last name being Wolf. And uh, I don't think that's fair. So it's not Clark. <laughs> then we'll go to Kevin. Oh boy. With the last name Lewis, he's used to being in the middle anyway. And we'll really flip Todd's switch because the last name Anderson, he's always first everywhere he goes, except for when he goes to Ardvark Town. <laughs> so uh, Todd will go third. Uh, but everybody gets a chance. To, they, we change the order every time so that everybody gets a chance to go first. And there are four clues. So the first person gets the first clue, second, the second clue, third, the third one. Of course, you get to hear all of them, all of you. But then we go back to the first person with the fourth clue that should give it away. So uh, that way, everybody you know, has a similar shot at getting a point. First to two points is the winner. Any questions? Nervous. <laughs> really nervous right now. <laughs> I know. I get nervous before the games too, Kevin. It's <laughs> well, at least this isn't like a, you know, where you have to jump in fast. You have time to think about it. And um, and we go in an orderly manner. So we'll start with Clark. And Clark alone is the only one who can guess which movie she thinks had the parental guidance warning there is no sex. There is no sex. So basically, you just have to guess name a movie that has no sex in it. National Treasure. <laughs> uh, you might have been in business if I decided to do a, a Nicholas Cage theme today. <laughs> but I think that I bet you Kevin knows almost every thing there is to know about Nicolas Cage movies <laughs> at this point. So that would be unfair. Um, Kevin? Yeah? There is no uh, sex. There is no sex. And a colonel and a police officer drink beer in a bar. Oh, man. Okay. A colonel and a police officer. Oh, my gosh. Uh, a beer. I, I, I hope they each had their own. Pretty tough. Yeah. Um, Wild guesses only. Oh, shoot. Ah, uh, gosh. This is, uh, <laughs> um, oh, man, you guys. Okay. Uh, no sex. Cool. Oh, man. Uh, I keep thinking like Denzel Washington, but no, I, check, I don't know. Um, Which one is he, the colonel or the police officer? There you go. Uh, no, it's not that. Um, God, this is really hard. Yeah. It'll get easier. Okay. A criminal and a police. I'm sorry, guys. I'm taking so much time. Well, you can, you can, uh, you know, pass or just take a while. You know, I'll pass. I'll pass right now. I'll pass. Okay. I took too much time. I'll pass. All right. Moves to Kevin. Excuse me. You are Kevin. Todd. Yes. Uh, no sex. Colonel and a police officer drink beer in a bar. 
the film is very emotional and has a somewhat depressing ending. Oh, very emotional and has a somewhat depressing ending with a cop and a colonel, and there's no sex. No sex in this movie. And this is, you know, this is according to whoever wrote that down, you know. Why not even be accurate? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, the the messenger. <laughs> Very emotional film, and I, I I think the ending was somewhat depressing. <laughs> so you're accurate in that sense. And apologies to everyone if this fourth crew doesn't give it away, and if I'm crazy for thinking that it should. Uh, if it doesn't, we'll just move on to the next one. Pretend this didn't happen. But it's back to you, Clark. Okay. A cop runs into a booby trap in a forest, which drives wooden spikes into his leg. A cop? Wow. Runs into a booby trap in the forest, which drives wooden spikes <laughs> into his leg. I feel like if you don't, if that didn't do, if that didn't just immediately do it, then I just misjudged this particular clue. I, uh, I, I am legitimately stumped. <laughs> I, I really, I wonder if the other guys know, but I, uh, I really, uh, uh, wooden spikes in his leg. Maybe it'll be the type of thing where when we hear it, I'll, I'll be like, oh, of course, but. Right now, I got nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, um, Ewoks used, set up some traps in the forest. And so did... Um, Ewoks did. So is it is it Return of the Jedi? <laughs> no. Empire? Although I would like to see that um, scene that got cut from the film where a colonel and a police officer... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know... Yeah. Uh, do you guys, Kevin or Todd, do you, you can't get the point, but do you have an uh, idea what this is? No. Me either. Wow. I, yeah, see, I really uh, overestimated uh, how, like, because that made such a big impact on me uh, as a child when I saw the very first Rambo movie. Oh, oh man. Are you kidding wow. me? Are wow. you kidding? I feel I am not worthy. I, I, <laughs> first blood. First blood. Ah. I mean, that's super memorable when that happens to that guy, right? I, I need to leave, guys. I just feel so humiliated right now. That's so I, terrible. It's so funny. When God. you said a cop and a colonel had, you know, I'm racking my brain. And then the more clues, I was just thinking it was one cop. And that was what tripped me up because it was oh, a bunch yeah. of cops. You were talking about different cops entirely. Wow. I cannot have my friends hear this podcast. They're going to be so ashamed. <laughs> I thought that I thought the colonel was a big clue because Richard Crenna, they're always referring to him being a colonel. And I don't even, yeah, you know, other military movies, they, they usually yeah. don't know, you know, if somebody's a colonel. Um, Earl Trotman. Yep. Yeah. God. Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> yeah, so you know it. You know it. Ah, God. All right. Well, these next ones will be, I swear to God, these next ones should be easier. But I, like I said, I'm just learning my way with this game. So uh, I appreciate your patience. And let's play round two. 
where we uh, start with Kevin. Oh boy. And again, Kevin, this uh, first clue is not going to be very helpful. So just uh, throw out any movie that comes to mind. Okay. Uh, the second half of the film is much darker and intense than the first half. Okay. Uh, um, just name any movie that you feel that way about. You might get it. I'll say Drive, you know, because that, that was. <laughs> okay, that's not the answer, but good guess. Um, now we move to Todd. Hmm. You don't need that first clue again, do you? No. The second clue is that the main character's scream can frighten most viewers. The main character's scream <laughs> can frighten most viewers. Yeah, I mean, that's first... a low opinion of viewers. Most of them are frightened by a scream, but okay. Terrified by the main character's scream. And it's darker. Jeez, oh, I don't know. Um... Halloween. I don't believe Mike Myers who makes any noise. But often... <laughs> well, no, I thought like Jamie Lee Curtis screaming. She's the main. That's character. true. Yeah, that's I mean... true. So she could be. She's arguably the main character. Uh, Clark. Yes, I. I have a. I know there's a third clue. I have a weird guess. I'm curious if the third clue will. I'm curious. I don't know. I feel like this third clue is a game changer. You lucked out, but maybe you already know it, and you you can tell us if you already know it. We don't uh, we trust you. But the third clue is a young boy calls his older brother penis breath. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Um, I'm trying, because I think... I don't know. It's like I don't know exactly what it is, but I know that this is a thing. Is it um, uh, a Christmas story? No, it is not. Oh I man, I I know that when you say what it is, this is a movie that I did not grow up on, and so but I know. So no, I don't want to say too much because there's still yeah people in play. Yep. Uh, but I also I don't believe. I mean. Christmas story has its ribald moments, I guess, but I don't, I don't believe anybody says penis breath. So we go back to Kevin with the fourth clue. Are you ready? I think I know what it is, but go ahead. I think you do too. Would you like the clue or do you want to just go ahead and tell us? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. Okay. E.T. That is correct. Yes, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Good, <laughs> Good job. I mean, penis breath in E.T. is practically like, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. I mean, you know exactly yeah. what movie that's from. What was the other clue? Uh, the other clue was, see, this is where the fourth one's always supposed to give it away. Uh, the fourth clue was a group of government agents wearing spacesuits suddenly invade Elliot's home. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that that one. Done. 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 <laughs> yeah. I should have had, uh, had something more sp really specific like that for the, um, the Rambo. You know, like the fourth one should have been Rambo cries at the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is very, that Rambo movie, that first one is a real movie with real emotion. It's, uh, it's a great movie. It's a yeah. fantastic movie. Yeah. The, uh, the dude that directed that, Ted Kotchip, his uh, his daughter has gone on to become a uh, 
actor director and she was on the show uh, a few weeks back. Oh, that's great. Um, okay, so Kevin is on the board. He's got one point. Uh, we start with uh, Todd on this third one. Todd, what movie do you think has the warning at a slumber party, four teenage girls drink wine from the bottle? At a slumber party, four teenage girls drink wine from a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of things are coming to mind. Um, um, One guess. Hmm. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll go with the craft. Mm. So, Doug, I right. Witches do love wine. What's that, Clark? I think I know what this is. Oh, okay. Um, do you want? You don't want another clue? I will. I will take the other clue, but I think I know what it is. <laughs> okay. A teen boy looks up a teen girl's skirt. Yes, it's Greece. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, that would make me laugh because they keep calling these people teens and they're all like they're 30. like 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm feeling a lot better now. I knew like the penis thing was like it nagging me in the back of my head, but I haven't seen ET in so long. Okay, I feel a little redeemed now. Just a little. I think you and Kevin have both redeemed yourselves, and the only person that needs to walk out of here with his head down is Todd. <laughs> well, I knew that coming in. I, I was just here to say Willie's Wonderland is awesome. That's it. I already won. Yeah. <laughs> I know, that's the only reason you're here. You never stir cheese. Um, <laughs> all right. So for the fourth round, we're back to Clark is in the first position. And so you get the first clue. Clark, what movie does uh, this happen? There are sexual comments made to a girl by a boy. They are rather inappropriate. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Um, a Christmas story. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, uh, I'm just going to answer a Christmas story from now on if I don't know it. Uh, okay, sexual comments are made for a boy to a girl, and they are inappropriate. Um, gosh, and usually, Doug, you have themes, but I, if there is a theme between First Blood, E.T., and Grease, then I'm not seeing it. I'll just tell you what the theme is. It's, it's popular movies that I know everybody's aware of. Ah, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> if you play this game and the person goes, I've never even heard of that movie, then, then you know, <laughs> then that's really, that's really hard. <laughs> um, okay, uh, The Sandlot. Great guess, no. Okay. Uh, Kevin? hmm There are 26 fucks and one character swears pervasively. Oh, man. Well, it knocks out the one I was going to say. Okay. Uh, oh, God. Um, 26. Okay. Um, you know, I was going to just say Back to the Future. That's not it, and that's the only one that comes to mind. Yeah, so, I no. don't really swear that one. No, well, no, he, but he did the lewd comment to her, you know. Uh, oh, right. But no, we're good. Pass right now. And, and, 
not coming in. Uh, I mean, you know, I think in the original script, Doc Brown, uh, his catchphrase was, Great fucks! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's not Back to the Future. I got to pass. Okay, Todd. Okay. One character falls through a ceiling. I'm going to guess The Breakfast Club. That is correct. Oh, there it is. Oh, man. I can hold my head up high. You did it. You did Great. it. <laughs> Grateful. Grateful. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fourth this clue was awesome. we all have one point it's yeah no three-way tie I love it the the fourth clue was a student talks about taping a weaker student's buttocks together <laughs> <laughs> Larry Lust let's do yeah <laughs> I mean I still I, you know I love Breakfast Club but I still can't get over I mean it makes sense for Emilio Estevez's character I guess but how tickled he is at talking about taping somebody's buns together. Like I, a lot of weird shit happens in high school, but yeah, I mean, that is a real, that's a real red flag that those boys that did that to that other boy. Yeah. And they're just yeah. trying to run from their own sexuality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Toxic masculinity is a hell of a drug, Doug. <laughs> I mean, Wow. Okay. So yeah, that worked out terrific because I like all of you so much and I want all of you, you know, to finish out this week with your heads held high. And so I'm calling it. We officially have three-way tie. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Pretty unprecedented. All right. Here we are. That's cool. Uh, which means uh, now we go right to the the plug portion of the show. Who wants to? Might as well start with you, Kevin Lewis. Tell us all the places where people need to go right now to see Willie's Wonderland. Okay, so uh, it's at uh, Amazon. Um, it's on Vudu. It's on uh, iTunes. Um, it's on uh, Redbox. And then um, in a couple weeks, uh, about th two, three weeks, it's going to be on Blu-ray April 13th. And it's still in theaters and dr some drive-ins. This awesome. would be such a great drive-in movie. I didn't For sure. think about that. Go see it in a drive-in. <laughs> Clark? You know, um, yes. So if uh, every Wednesday at twitch.tv slash TWD universe, I do a deep dive into a horror movie. Um, we've done everything from Leprechaun to The Thing and The Shining to everything in between. So uh, join me there at 6 p.m. Eastern. And uh, I uh, recently directed my first uh, short film, which is up on my Instagram. So it is called Say Something. It is a horror short Short. I'm really proud of it. So give it a look. See, um, I'm at Clark Wolf. Clark with an E. Wolf with an E. I love it. Clark with an E. Wolf with an E. <laughs> Todd Robert Anderson with no E's. <laughs> what are you up to besides yelling "bun bun bun" in that Wendy's commercial? Well, that's it's important that everybody eats Wendy's for sure. Um, okay, everybody eat Wendy's. Watch <laughs> watch Willie's and eat Wendy's. <laughs> 
get a read uh, buy and read my uh, horror novel called the headache man please um you can watch me do this live show called my favorite shitty movie on on facebook and twitter every wednesday at 6 p.m pacific time um and uh if if you want to watch the show uh, good girls this season maybe i'll, I'll pop up here and there and, and you can see my face on on that you're going to be back to playing some jerk. I just know it. Because <laughs> every man is playing jerks. What can I say? It's the, it's the best man. acting job because you go and you act like an asshole and then everybody thanks you at the end of the day for doing <laughs> so well. Okay. Yeah, every guy that every guy character that shows up on Good Girls is going to be a jerk. <laughs> That's just a given. Um, well, thank you to all of my guests, Clark Wolf, Kevin Lewis, Todd Robert Anderson. I uh, really appreciate y'all being here. I have one last question. Do any of you have a favorite last line from a motion picture? I I, I do. What's yours, Todd? It's kind of random. It's the last line from the movie Cop starring James Woods. And it, <laughs> the, the line is, well, there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is you're right. I'm a cop and I have to take you in. The bad news is I'm on suspension and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty good closing line. I can't believe they managed to save that until the very end, you know, because that feels like it'd be like, it'd be like a couple lines after that to kind of wrap up the story or whatever. Yeah, no, that's how it ended. And then he shoots his shotgun and then it cuts to black and you hear the the shotgun cock and then the bullet casing rolling across the gymnasium floor. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Wow. Who directed that movie? I can't remember. What? I, I'm not sure. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Um anybody else? I'm partial to uh, the end of Silence of the Lambs. I'm having an old friend for dinner. Yeah, that of course is a is a classic one. I think I've probably done that one already because I've been doing I'm closing every episode with a last line from a movie. Oh, That's Todd's why is I, definitely I ask, better. Than... I've run out of good ones, so now I'm just doing random ones because. I, I bought a book that's all about end lines, and most movies end with the most mundane line of dialogue. Like, all right, see you later. Um, Kevin, do you have a favorite one? I mean, what comes to mind is you know the ending of Shane. You know, Shane, Shane, Shane come back, and he's not coming back, kid. Just... <laughs> wow. What a dark note. We're all we are all ending on very dark notes today. <laughs> I beat with Rambo. I beat, I, I got beat with first blood. I just, you know, that's why I got kicked off already. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're dark today. All right. Well, I'll do since, uh, you know, since we talked so much about ET, I'll just do the, the uh, last life of ET. Thanks again, everybody for being here. And as always, so long bitches. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.